This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello, hello, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today, we're talking about some simple ways to improve your voice. And I'm joined by someone I've known for a very long time, who I'll introduce properly in a moment. But your voice matters in everything you do, whether you're doing a Facebook Live, whether you're presenting on stage, whether you're doing your one-minute pitch at a networking event, or whether you are doing a podcast. And if you're not doing a podcast yet, or you're not yet making the most of being a podcast guest on other people's shows, then you absolutely should be. Because right now, if it's done properly, a podcast is a brilliant way to build your online business and increase your expertise and everybody knowing who you are. So I want to invite you along to my Launch Your Podcast challenge, the infamous home to over a hundred podcasts that are now top ranking and chart topping. So if you would like to join the challenge starting on the 19th of October, and if you go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash launch dash your dash podcast dash challenge, I know that's a bit of a handful to remember or headful to remember or a mouthful to say, but the link is in the show notes wherever you are listening to this podcast today. We would love to see you in the challenge. It's normally such good fun and really is that birthplace for that idea you've got in your head to get your podcast out there into the world so that more people hear your message. So today then, I'm joined by my good friend, Nicola Redmond. Now, Nicola wouldn't necessarily tell you this herself, but I've known Nicola for a very long time. We have known each other from the world of voiceovering, and Nick was actually one of my very first business-related clients, but while I was focused on helping people in the voiceover arena. And Nick, at that point, on the day she was coming onto a call with me, said, I've just signed up to do a vocal coaching course. And I think it was at Central School of Speech and Drama. She has now not only done that, she has now become one of the UK's, if not the world's leading expert in vocal coaching. So she has now worked at RADA, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, Central School of Speech and Drama, basically any of the posh drama schools where they are teaching people (laughs) how to use their voices properly. Nick has owned that. And I'm really excited today that we're going to be having a really honest, probably quite fun conversation about what it takes and why you should be thinking about your voice in order to get maximum results from your voice and actually have as much stage presence online in the microphone as you can to to kind of make just make the most of your voice because it's an important instrument. So hello Nick and welcome to the show. Hey. Hi. It's lovely to be here. I feel very important and um proud to be on your show. <laughs> ah, so what's kind of cool is that normally I have people on the show and they are a bit like, oh my goodness, you're sitting in a proper studio and I know I'm sitting in my converted airing cupboard. But Nick is on the show <laughs> and like me, she has a voiceover background. So she is also sitting in a converted cupboard space that looks <laughs> have, very posh and proper. Well, yeah, I mean technically this is an actual voiceover booth in ah. my in my office. Office, Anna. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a bespoke build one. After 15 years of working in voiceover, I finally eked I out it. of the cupboard and into the garden. <laughs> <laughs> so 
let's really dive into this then for the listeners. Why, if you're an entrepreneur, why does voice work matter? Well, as I suppose coming from an entrepreneurial angle myself, I know one of the main things that is important is communication is the ability to connect with lots of different types of people over lots of different types of mediums in all sorts of situations, whether that's, God forbid, in real life at a networking event or online or on the phone. It's all about communication. And one of the main things we need for that in most situations is voice. So for me, your voice is really that first step to somebody getting to know you because your voice is basically like a vocal fingerprint of everything you've experienced to date. And it sometimes in those situations where you have to talk to people who you think are a bit more important than you or present in an environment that you're not quite comfortable with yet, um, sometimes your voice can let you down and nerves get in the way and the body gets in the way. And it's about communication. And therefore, we need to think about how we can make your voice a bit better. It's so true, isn't it? Every voice is unique. Every voice is unique from not in terms of accent alone, where you went to school, where you grew up, where your parents were from, the social strata that you're part of, (laughs) other influences that you had, how much American TV you watched as a child. All of those things are, are then affecting your accent and your voice. And well, you're talking then about when you potentially have to speak to someone or be in front of an audience where you're a little bit uncomfortable. There's all kinds of vocal strain that can happen as a result that can actually be quite serious if you're not looking out for the clues. So talk us about worst case scenarios for people using their voice. So for a lot of people, the main thing that gets in the way and leads to a lot of those things you're talking about in terms of vocal fatigue and vocal strain is tension. So when we're in a situation where we're slightly less comfortable, our body goes into kind of what's going on? Let me check out. Am I I fighting? Am I fleeing? Am I freezing? What's going on? And we get that kind of adrenaline fueled uh, reaction. And what your body does then is sort of tense up and start to assess what the risk is. Now, our bodies are very clever in keeping us safe, but they don't realise that the risk is not a saber-toothed tiger anymore. It's just an audience or a Facebook group or something. But we get all this tension in the body. And voice is a holistic process. It's a holistic practice, which means the entire body has an effect on your voice. So any tension that you have in, gosh, any part of your body, you know, mainly shoulders and neck, but your posture. And even if you're like a bum clencher when you're nervous, <laughs> some people I do try that. to just relax now. <laughs> then what happens is voicing becomes more effortful. And then the vocal folds have to work lots much harder sort of around that tension that's coming in so voicing gets harder and then we use more breath than we need to and we're pushing a bit harder than we need to and then we get strain and um, sort of unnecessary vocal fatigue and you can see this when people right now when people are on a lot of zoom calls when they're speaking all day potentially presenting all day or even, you know, running masterminds or or trainings in some way. And they've not given a moment's thought to the fact they're going to have to be speaking all day. And it puts tremendous pressure on their neck, their shoulders, their, their throat. And there are simple ways to overcome these things. Now, Nick and I are both from an acting background. We both have, over the years, done many weird and wonderful, strange vocal exercises at drama school. I'm going to invite you, Nick, to share your strangest one. Oh, gosh. Okay, so my strangest one has to come from, it's somebody I still actually do CPD with now, but they were way, way, way at the start of their coaching journey, like 
about 18 years ago. And uh, it was my first degree because I now have three. And we were in this voice class and we were lying on the floor on our back, flopping around like dead fish. Yeah, <laughs> going, I... And then we had to like flop onto our belly and back onto our back and onto our belly, onto our back. And then he had us on all fours, shaking our leg like a dog that had just done away, going. <laughs> I don't know why drama school actors get a bad name. <laughs> Mine was mine was a very similar exercise, but we had to move between pretending to be an amoeba and it wasn't a jellyfish. It was an amoeba and a snail. Wow. We had to vocally get in touch with our inner amoeba and the jelly uh, and a snail. And this exercise probably went on for about twenty five minutes. Those noisy snails, quite a noisy long voices. Long as time. someone who's taught in drama school, I am aware of sometimes as a teacher where you're like. What am I going to do with them today? I know, I'll get them to be an amoeba for 20 minutes. (laughs) Not that that ever happens in my classes. (laughs) So I actually, when I was at drama school, I actually had some fairly severe vocal issues. And I was actually put on total vocal rest for nearly three months whilst (gasps) in the middle of my drama school training, which was heartbreaking. And it was at that point that I became really aware, not only of how important it is to look after your voice, but that we are unconsciously doing things that we have no idea about. And so for me, I get a lot of shoulder tension. The minute I get stressed about anything, it's my shoulders. But if my shoulders get tense, what happens is the front of my neck becomes tense. And there's some pretty delicate stuff in there that is responsible for the noise that you make for your vocal instrument. And so if I'm not managing, if I don't manage my stress levels, it affects my voice. For me, that shows up as my voice will get higher. I have a pretty high voice anyway, but my voice gets higher and higher and higher and I don't realize. And that's actually causing much more tension in my throat. It then exacerbates the back of my throat where it becomes inflamed. So I then am wanting to do lots of things to bring down the inflammation. And and it, it basically, those things have come about because I'm not preparing my vocal instrument. And then it becomes a matter of panic. And often when we panic about, oh my God, I've got a sore voice and I can't speak properly. Actually, then we cause more strain and stress and can do some long-term damage. And that's some of the stuff I'd really like us to tackle today. How this might affect somebody who is batch recording podcasts or getting on stage on a regular basis if they're not looking after their voice. Yeah. So you talk a lot there about the sort of psychosomatic effect on vocal health. Everything in our life, this sounds really overdramatic, but everything in your life will affect your voice if you're stressed, if you're tired, if you're anxious. It all creates tension and our body reacts to that. And therefore, you know, it does have an effect on the voice, like you say, Anna. Shoulder tension, neck tension is all incredibly detrimental to freedom of the voice and a free and responsive voice, which is ultimately what all voice geeks like me are helping people to find is a voice that is free and responsive to um, to what they have to say and what they have to communicate. When it comes to, let's talk, I mean, batch recording podcasts is a brilliant one, particularly if you're new to recording. What you often find is people get in very peculiar, uncomfortable positions on microphones and all that kind of stuff. So one of the things I encourage people when I coach them for podcasts or uh, doing radio interviews and things is to really think about uh, alignment and grounding even when you're sitting down and position on the microphone. So like we're both sitting down today and what I would suggest is always having your feet flat on the floor so you can feel the floor underneath you then aiming for like right angles from the top of the foot to the shin bone, right angle from the shin bone to the thigh so you're kind of stacking yourself up nice and um 
aligned, then you rely on the spine good to be posture. nice and long. We're talking That's good it. posture yes. here. Yeah. yeah. And then the final bit is making sure when you've got the mic in front of you that you're not kind of jutting your chin towards it, that you're in a position that means you can keep a lovely, what we would call head neck back relationship, which is a, a naff voicey sort of Alexander technique term for making sure that your neck stays sort of long into the top of the back and the shoulders and you're not kind of smushing your chin forward and breaking the neck back. Yes, yeah, so that can happen. There's two ways really that that can happen. I talk about this quite a lot in the podcast membership. So one is that if you have an over the head boom arm or your microphone is above you on a swivel arm, then you would want to kind of reach in and up a little bit like a, a tortoise's neck. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the analogy I'm going to bring to the table. But equally, if you have your microphone on a table stand and it's on it's on your desktop, what happens often is that people will completely crouch down to to lean into the microphone. And that then not only does that kind of put pressure on the diaphragm, but you're collapsing your lungs as well. So you've got less air and your your voice will become much more breathy as a result of that. Mm. Yeah, it's always good to make sure you're sort of on the edge of your chair sort of on the edge of your chair so that you can um like I'm just shuffling out of the edge of my chair I can hear the squeaky squeaky chair noise so that you can gently almost gently lean ever so slightly forward just to make sure you're not smushing back into your bum and like really curving the back so if you're if you've got those right angles from the feet the shins the thighs and then up towards the body if you think about gently lifting up and over ever so slightly so the whole back and the head is kind of tilting like even just like a centimeter forward then it can give a little bit more room for the abdominals to release so the diaphragm can descend and take a nice full breath and Guys, then all the ab- Nick has got so much knowledge on this and she's totally <laughs> looking at me and how I'm sitting in my booth right now feeling great, really great, judged <laughs> I am wearing great. my podcast queen t-shirt as well today so so we all know <laughs> um even though you can't see me so what about then uh, Nick in terms of working your articulators this is something I tell people about all the time in my content you've got to make sure you've warmed up and not because we are arty farty actors but at heart but because there's a real reason why you would want to do that. Let's talk that through. Yeah. So again, tension applies to the articulation system as well. So for articulation, what we're talking about is the shaping of the voice as it comes out of the mouth and or nose to create the sounds that we recognise as language. Tension affects the body and it also affects the articulators. So we have movable articulators, the tongue, the soft palate, the lips, the lower jaw. And when we get tense, those get a bit more rigid and then less responsive to the sort of formation of the sound. So if you ever find yourself tripping over words, which we all do, like Mm -hmm. me as well, in the morning my bilabial consonants are particularly weak, that you have to... um, weak-lipped Nick. You have to release the articulators before you start a lot of the classic kind of tongue-twistery stuff that's out there. So most people, when they warm up, they go straight to like Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. And that's fine because that's working response and good closure in the consonants and, you know, keeping things energetic. But if you're already tense, it's going to be really hard to get those sounds out clearly. So lots of stretching and releasing in the articulators, like the jaw muscles, the tongue root, the soft palates, the lips is brilliant. And then move on to the toning stuff and the sort of response, which would be tongue twisters, consonant clusters, uh, and all sorts of lovely, ridiculous... Why does it matter to have proper consonants? Why does this matter? Is it because we want everybody to sound proper? Mm -mm -mm -mm. No. No. So it's more that you have the full range of what you have to offer. 
So if you have a Yorkshire accent and you say think instead of think, that doesn't bother me. That doesn't get in the way of me understanding what you're saying. That's your accent and it's an authentic part of your voice and who you are. So I am not one of those coaches who's trying to iron out and get you to put every single sound onto every single word. Minnie, because that's weird and nobody wants to hear that. I also did have to do those classes at drama school. Yeah, luckily things yeah. have moved on. Like we're much more about authentic sound and owning your accent most of the time. Well, I was anyway. <laughs> so it's more about making sure that your voice and whatever your voice is has its full capacity. And the thing about releasing the articulators and releasing that tension is that not only do you get benefit in the response of the articulators when you do that work, but releasing the tension in the vocal tract, which is all those bits we talk about, as well as the throat of the pharynx and the sort of nasal cavity, also increases your potential for volume and resonance and pitch and all those things. So although by doing articulation work, she says, quote unquote, we think we're just doing the work for shaping the sound, we're actually also prepping the voice for other areas of freedom. So getting higher, getting lower, getting lovely chesty sounds, going a bit more excited, a bit more nasal if that helps. You know, it's all about finding colour and variety in what you have to offer in your accent. Because nobody loves listening to a monotone voice. And actually, we all have tremendous range in our vocal ability. And when we, we, you talk about being vocally free, and what that means is that you're much more connected to your voice. It becomes an extension of your body rather than just the words coming out of your mouth. And it allows in a a kind of non-verbal communication way for you to be much more centered around what you're saying. It allows you more gravitas. Even if what you're sharing is something high energy and excited, it's actually just from much more from within you Mm. rather than your voice being an extra added thing on the end it's part of you and it works with you because the last thing you want in those situations is to be worrying if your voice is going to give up on you or let you down you know you want to make sure that you've done a few things in preparation for getting on the stage getting in front of the mic turning on facebook live that mean you you can be completely you and not worry about getting your words mixed up or running out of breath or you know some people start like doing lots of habitual swallowing or coughing and all these kind of weird little ticks so it's about making sure you're prepared so your voice is there for you What would you say then to someone who has maybe got themselves in a bit of a pickle and they have batch recorded and their voice hurts and they know they've got to get on stage the next day in the days when we actually do have to leave the house? (laughs) What would you say are good fixes then for when you're already in a spot of bother with your voice? Right. So if you're suffering from vocal fatigue, one of the things that is highly recommended is what's called semi-occluded vocal tract work. So that's a fancy term for basically using sounds that partially obstruct the airway when the sound is coming out so that we get this really safe, gentle environment for making sound. So things like uh, lip trills, up and down your rage. I'm laughing a little bit. Nostalgic (laughs) flashbacks. Floppy fishes. I spent a lot of time in my 20s making trill sounds. (laughs) But there's some other lovely sounds. So um, there's a nice kind of a puffy um, sort of, well, the person I train with calls it a lip trumpet. So my cheeks are really puffy like a hamster and I'm just gently blowing air through and sliding up and down my range. 
Is that Anna? Is that your dog going mad? That is my dog. Weird noises. That oh, is my dog. <laughs> That's going to be really hard to edit over Nick's amazing tip. So Oscar is today guest appearing on the show. Hi, Oscar. Very, Hi, very Oscar. good alignment. Dogs have wonderful <laughs> alignment and wonderful breath. It's very open and free when he barks. <laughs> yeah. So up and down like that. Or on a puffy TH is really nice because what you're doing there is giving a really safe open environment for the vocal folds to vibrate with as little tension as possible mm-hmm. keep it nice and effortless and easy the other thing to think about is releasing the neck and the shoulders so any stretching work is really good any tongue release work is really good also there's a bit of a new uh, gadget in voicing Anna um, I don't know if you were ever a bit of a steamer when you I were am a steamer yeah, I've a got a steamer. steamer right here oh, I've got wow. a Dr Nelson steamer Dr Nelson very suspicious looking but very useful dr nelson's steamer does look a little bit it reminds me of the dr nelson's steamer that i'm holding in my hand i used when i was particularly when i was audiobook narrating a lot so i've just used it for doing my podcast with impact book that will be released shortly just a little placement there it's this kind of ceramic pot so you you breathe into it through a, a glass tube and you have steaming hot water inside it. And it basically, you then, you then breathing in and out steaming hot water. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. very good for softening the vocal folds. Um, and I was a real avid fan of steaming. But well, go on, tell thing. me the new we, gadget. Now, you see, the, the amazing thing about voice is everything's always changing. So steaming originally, it's still the thinking behind it was because when you drink water or fluids, it doesn't go past your vocal folds. Otherwise you drown. Um, it goes down <gasps> the food pipe, right? So we're only hydrating the vocal folds by imbibing water, whether that's in food or by drinking it. And then it can take about four to eight hours for it to actually reach the vocal folds and to hydrate at a cellular level like it needs to. So steaming originally, the idea was that these the thinking is that if you inhale the steam droplets, you're sort of tricking your body into thinking that it's air, oh. but there's extra moisture and then it goes on the outside of the vocal folds and will hydrate at a kind of surface level in the vocal folds. But now, and this is very new research, Anna, they sort of think that maybe the droplets aren't actually small enough to get down there. So the newest gadget on the block is a nebulizer. It's not a new technology, but in terms of vocal health, the idea now is that if you use a nebulizer, which creates a mist rather than a steam, the droplets are smaller. And then what you put in the top is a kind of isotonic saline solution. Sounds very fancy. And you kind of suck on it and you look like you're vaping, but you're not vaping. And it's honestly really, really nice. (laughs) One of my favourite things is I use a lot of Manuka honey as a a soother when I have strained myself a little bit, particularly if I was doing a lot of recording. I do love Manuka honey in just some warm water. And the good thing about but Manuka honey has had, has all, had all the fancy research done about it in terms of knowing that it's antibacterial and anti-inflammatory and antihistamine. But, actually, but uh, there's, we don't have the money in the UK to research our honey like they do in the, um, oh. New Zealand. Um, and the thinking from most experts is that if you get a really nice local honey, you're probably getting exactly the same benefits as you would from Manuka. So if, if Manuka is a bit out of your price point, you can't find a decent one. If you have a local somebody that does honey, Give that a go too. See, you did not know this when you came on to a talk about ways to improve your voice today. Mm-hmm. Very nice for soothing the pharynx. Yeah. So voice is, in a nutshell, voice is so important for feeling confident about what you're putting out there. 
And we talked a little bit about using the articulators and getting them ready. And the reason that that matters is that it's not about changing your accent. It's about not about making you sound proper. But our speech can be pretty lazy. And sometimes we think we're being really clear. But if we're not using our consonants, there is a chance that some of your messaging is lost, that some of your sentences are running together, that there's no, that you're lacking that clarity in speech. And if, particularly on podcasts, if people can only understand you and get your message via an audio medium, then you do need to have that clarity. So Nick, let's, what I'd love for you to do is give us your parting shots on how people can get started with improving their voice care. Okay. So the first thing is awareness. You need to think about how you feel before you speak, how you feel after you speak in these situations and start gaining awareness of how your voice is performing for you. Do you feel you lose some element of vocal clarity in those heightened situations? If so, what words is it? How does your voice feel? Because the only way you're ever going to impact any change is by having a really keen awareness of where your voice is in that moment. And then the next thing is just for to remember that it doesn't take a lot. Like literally a couple of lip trills, a few little neck rolls and some shoulder rolls can really benefit. So Matter if there's a YouTube channel somewhere for something like this with like voice tips on it. Well, I, I do believe you actually have one, have Nick. One. So yeah, if you'd just yeah, like to yeah. just give a little mention <laughs> of your YouTube yeah. channel. <laughs> so I've been collecting very impromptu, on the go voice tips. It's called Nick's Quick Voice Tips. Catchy. So if you give those a little uh, Google in the old YouTube, you'll probably find them. And it's basically lots of little exercises that you can play around with just to see if they have any impact on your voice. And spoiler, they will. They'll help. <laughs> They will help, but you don't necessarily have to roll around on the floor for 25 minutes as an amoeba, unless that's your thing. Unless you want to. That's just a Friday night in my house. So thank you so much for coming on today, Nick. I hope that that's given those of you who've never maybe thought about vocal care a little bit of an insight into how you can improve your voice, but also what we actually did at drama school for a very long time. I've been three times. (laughs) Laughing very hard. In all honesty, though, it makes such a difference to everything that you do. For me, obviously, my training was in stage acting. But even if I was doing screen work, I'd still want to be centered and in control. And that's where breath work becomes so important. So voice work isn't just the thing you do to make your voice sound better. It can really help you feel centered in so much of your work. Nick is giving me the nod. So I've said the right thing. Thanks so much for coming on today, Nick. And thank you guys for listening. And I'm just going to give you a little reminder that if you've been thinking for a while that you want to start a podcast, but maybe you've been worried about your voice, then now is an absolutely brilliant time to get started. So make sure you sign up for our Launch Your Podcast Challenge, which is starting on the 19th of October. It's the birthplace of over 100 chart-topping, top-ranking podcasts around the world. And I would love to take you on that journey with you so you can get your voice out there to the masses that is it for me for today check out the link in the show notes which hopefully will be wherever you're listening thanks for tuning in thank you for listening to entrepreneurs get visible to get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible